to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in chapter 29 of Isaiah. We're one chapter away from one of my favorite sections, which is in 30. And in chapter 30, it's just, there's so many cool things, but really there's just a key element there and I can't wait to get there. Um, but with that said, we're in 29. So um, without any further delay, we're just going to start into chapter 29. Woe to you, Ariel, Ariel, the city where David settled. So this is David's city, obviously. This is where uh, he lived and uh, where he, uh, uh, I don't know if he grew up because it says he settled there. But anyways, add year to year and let your cycle of festivals go on. Yet I will besiege Ariel. She will mourn and lament. She will be to me like an altar hearth. I will encamp against you on all sides. I will encircle you with towers and set up my siege works against you. Brought low, you will speak from the ground. Your speech will, will mumble out of the dust. Your voice will come, ghost-like from the earth. Out of the dust, your speech will whisper. So ultimately, God is going to humble Ariel, which is the city of David. But your many enemies will become like fine dust. The ruthless hordes will, will hordes like blown chaff. Suddenly, in an instant, the Lord Almighty will come with thunder and earthquake and great noise, with windstorm and tempest and flames of a devouring fire. Then the hordes of all the nations that fight against you, Ariel, that attack her and her fortress and besiege her, will be as, as it is with a dream, with a vision in the night, as when a hungry person dreams of eating, but awakens hungry still, as when a thirsty person dreams of drinking, but awakens faint and thirsty still. So will it be with the hordes of all the nations that fight against Mount Zion. So ultimately... At the end of the day, those those nations that are tormenting, that are attacking, will be gone. Be stunned and amazed. Blind, blind yourselves and be sightless. Be drunk, but not from wine. Stagger, but not from beer. The Lord has brought over you a deep sleep. He has sealed your eyes, the prophets. He has covered your heads, the seers. So this is still, I believe, part of the uh, prof prophecy about end times where it's actually going to be somewhat like God has put over the Israelites a confusion or a blindness and has made it so that the Israelites do not see and do not understand truly what the what has happened with the second coming. For you, this whole vision is nothing but words sealed in a scroll. And if you give the scroll to someone who can read and say, read this, please, they will answer, I can't. It is sealed. Or if you give the scroll to someone who cannot read and say, read this, please, they will answer, I do not know how to read. So this gets back to also hearing God's voice. So not only do you, as we're going through our week and think about, you know, hearing God's voice, but it's then understanding God's voice. What is it saying? What is he saying in his message to us? Are we able to interpret it? Are we able to understand it? Part of that gets back to knowing him and understanding him. And how do we know him We un and understand him? We pray. We continuously pray. And we also um, read his word and we fellowship with him. Again, we don't know people's voice. We don't understand them if we don't know them. But if we do know someone closely and intimately, we do understand their, their voice. We do know their voice and we do understand what they're trying to say often when they say it poorly. So anyways, verse uh, 13, the Lord says, 
These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that have been taught. Therefore, once more, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. The wisdom of the wise will perish. The intelligence of the intelligent will vanish. Woe to those who go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord. Who do, they, who do their work in darkness and think? Who sees us? Who will know? You turn things upside down as if the potter were, to th- were thought to be like the clay. Shall what, I is, what is formed say to the one who formed it? You do not make me. Can the potter say to the potter? Or can the pot say to the potter, you know nothing? I was recently talking to someone and they, it, this, this exact same concept came up. And so in their, they believe in the, the Bible. They believe in God. They believe in um, the, the righteousness of God. And yet he was saying that, you know, there's so many things, you know, God's in, God's in everything. And so it's, he, it's kind of a challenging thought process. And, but I talked to him and I was, I was just working with him and, you know, okay, can, can you actually say, you know, a tree is God when God made the tree? No. And so anyways, it was just an interesting, um, interesting piece there. In a very short time, will not Lebanon be turned into a fertile field and the fertile field seem like a forest? In that day, the deaf will hear the words of the scroll and out of the gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind will see. So again, the scroll that was recently discussed in a couple chap- uh, um, verses ago is now able to be read and the words are being said and all of a sudden people will see it, will understand it. They're, the eyes of the blind will see. Once more, the humble will rejoice in the Lord. The needy will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. The ruthless will vanish. The mockers will disappear. And all who have an eye for evil will be cut down. Those who with a word make someone out to be guilty who ensnare the defendant in court and with false testimony deprive the innocent of justice. That's a common theme throughout the, uh, the Bible here. And especially here in Isaiah, we've read about those who, um, provide false, uh, um, testimony against the poor, the innocent, the father, the motherless and fatherless, the widows and the orphans. It's when you're not taking care of those and you're, and you're being unkind to them and unfair and unjust, the Lord really does not like that. And he takes great, um, great measures against those who do such things. Therefore, this is what the Lord who redeemed Abraham says to the descendants of Jacob. No longer will Jacob be ashamed. No longer will their faces grow pale. When they see among them their children, the work of of my hands. They will keep my name holy. They will acknowledge the holiness of the Holy One of Jacob and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. Those who are wayward in spirit will gain understanding. Those who complain will accept instruction. So again, the scroll has been opened. The, the dreamlike fog has been lifted from Israel at this time. And they now see and they understand. But again, that's things to come. This is a prophecy that many b- believe has not been fulfilled yet, that it's a prophecy towards end times, and it's about what will happen to Israel during that time. They will, they will be um, confused. They will not be able to understand what is really going on in terms of how God is moving and working. So anyways, very interesting. And um, just, again, examples of for us of how to behave 
and how not to. Um, at the same time, as we move forward and um, think about our, our week and how we're, we're um, relating to God and how we're getting closer, one of the things that I did yesterday, and I felt it, and so I just thought I'd share it with you. I've been struggling at times with just my relationship with God. Obviously, I'm on a, on a journey, right? So just the guy in his journey to God. But I've then gone and really worked on how do I bring God more fully into my life? And yesterday, I, I made, did a different prayer. I've been praying, oh, Lord, you know, come into my heart, you know, not coming, but Holy Spirit, move, be in my life, be in my heart, guide me, direct me. Now, yesterday, I thought about something my dad used to do, and so I tried it, and I invited the Holy Spirit to fill my home, to fill my, my home, and I live in a condo, so, so to fill the condo, and just to dwell here with me, and I will tell you, it was a better day, it was an interesting day, it was a day where the things that I struggle with, I didn't struggle with as much, not that they were perfect and that everything was was you know the best it's just that it was a better day the things that i struggle with weren't as big of a deal in fact a lot of times they didn't come up now i won't say that it's just all my troubles went away but some of the concerns i have some of the stresses i have were not so big and i found it a little bit easier just to keep remembering god in my day i didn't watch as much news i didn't watch as much tv Um, i work from home obviously and I just didn't I, I just didn't worry about so many different things. I had a lot more peace. And I, I truly attribute it to the fact that God was invited, his Holy Spirit was invited into my home to inhabit all parts of it. So anyways, I would just encourage you to, to give it a try. Um, it may be great for you, it may not. I, I can only just share with you what I'm doing. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Tomorrow we'll be in chapter 30. I enjoy chapter 30 quite a bit because it it speaks to me. And um, I'll just close in prayer real quick. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for these friends, for all that you do, for the enlightenment that you're giving us. I just praise you for your words. And I just pray that you would open our eyes, keep our hearts and our minds fully open to your word, that we would hear what is necessary, that your Holy Spirit would speak to each and every one of us, and that you'd be honored and glorified by all that we do. Cleanse our hearts, cleanse our minds. Forgive us of our sins as we repent and as we move forward. Thank you for your mercies, your grace, because grace is so undeserved, yet it's there anyways. I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for for joining me on, on my journey, and I wish you a wonderful day. Take care.